Hi, everyone. It's three o'clock somewhere. Welcome to my tea table. And let's max up the ambiance and be transported back in time with sumptuous tea and sumptuous treats. They go hand in hand. Now, I love to mingle and let's enjoy ourselves. Ding, ding, ding. It's 3 p.m. posh tea time. Now, some of you have been on the mat and some of you have been off the mat. Let's gather around. Everyone's looking so glamorous. I love putting a fresh twist on a traditional tea and mix it up with a little meditation and fun. And let's get playful, gossip, and get a new perspective to wellness. I call that glamour. Well, today we're all going to talk about glamour and retro and redux. I am so excited to have made some changes and a lot of additions that have been on my mind for some time. And it's all about goddess energy and glamour. I am a grandmaster in the martial arts of feng shui. And I believe the qualities associated with the goddess is the energy of the female the yin energy, and that goddess is sensitive, nurturing, receptive, and humble. The power to connect with the pleasures of life is what I often call the G-spot, the glamour spot, and that's the power that lies within our hearts. Now, in the 70s and 80s, women were seeking liberation. (laughs) It seems like we're doing that again. And the boundaries crossed. There were enormous suffering in the world, and much of it was unnecessary. Now, like today, it's not about race or culture, which creates us. It's over and over again. But it is when we live in harmony, when we connect in a full circle of life, we find the power to create and to transform. Once again, yin energy is all about creation and transforming. A woman is a full circle, and your power lies within to create, to nurture, and to transform. As you know, I've been actively involved in developing my feng shui skills. I've discovered to create mind space is often to meditate and where I can listen to my inner voice. Your mind space is where you can also use a creative energy to solve your problems. Meditation for so many years has taught me to relax my body and listen to my inner voice. The ancient matriarch is often filled with laws of nature and feelings, And our inner life is one of feelings and emotions. And we need at this time to be in touch with the feminine, the divine, to balance the male energy that's in our world today. To express both energies in appropriate ways is to balance it. The ritual and the cultural part of my life is with the study of mythology and arts. Arts have always been part of my creation 
and the goddess of long ago noted the female as a reflection of themselves. So many times we see the goddess in advertisements on TV. It's a way of projecting the attributes of womanhood. The archetypes of goddess is energy that will nurture life and feelings and feelings with the intuitive. She is often the creator, the nurturer, the healer, the protector, and the defender. Like all of you seated here, you are a world of creation. You nurture each other. You help heal. You protect and you defend. This is the foundation of the goddess of today. And it's often based on the foundation of the goddess energy long ago. So many times I'm asked, am I spiritual? And I, and I go, yes, I am spiritual. But what is spiritual? And it had me think a little bit. And think if somebody comes to you and says, are you spiritual? You're going to think, yeah, I, I'm spiritual. I sit there and meditate. What am I doing? Well, what does spiritual mean? I think spiritual is often translated as the opposite of material. And it's also opposite of practical and even political. How's that? I believe spiritual is another dimension of self. You may call it your gut or your feeling. And while I'm speaking of gut, gut goes in the man's world. When they say you have a gut feeling, that is male energy. But if you think of female energy, goddess energy, it's the intuitive, it's the myth, it's the vision. And that is the feeling. The feeling is yin. The outer you is doing. The inner you is in the stillness and in the being. I believe spirit is not about religion, but it is a celebration of life and a celebration of love. It is your creative goddess that lies within you. And it's so needed now. Our society is fast and it's going and doing and we are often running around and we're so busy doing, we forget to connect to our inner world. We think of doing and going with thoughts and deeds and we often ignore the reality of becoming spiritual. And spiritual, I feel, incorporates to our physical world with awareness. It is the creative expression. It is what I believe the highest energy when it expands our physical limitations. That is what I call spiritual. Please, Mary Carrington. And Mary, where's your G spot, your pleasure spot in your home? Ooh. What's your favorite room? My atelier. Okay, and for what reason? Because I create in my atelier. Okay, what Beautiful do you... things. Okay. Jewelry, clothes, interiors. So it's your fantasy. Beautiful. 
It's your fantasy room. It's a place that is open and you just feel good and you can just feel spirit. Well, when I create, I lose track of time. So it's my passion. It's my, it's my happy place. Thank you. Athena, Aphrodite, Diana are goddesses and are by no means the only goddesses out there. Andy Warhol immortalized the gods and goddesses of his era. He was a portrait painter, a commercial artist, and I often wondered, did he foresee the current goddess commercialism and idol worship of the Kardashians? I believe in the sacred feminine in the role of the goddess not stories from Roman or Greek times. They are how we live and how we interact with each other. Certainly, Andy's factory was his church. He celebrated the goddess empowerment, and he celebrated the celeb lifestyle. And as he often repeated to me, don't have models, model your designs. That really stayed in my mind. And when I was showing my display, my jewelry in Barney's, and they wanted models to be photographed wearing it, I really had a tough time trying to advertise or commercialize the gems. I found it interesting that Andy was so authentic. And models, he said, really don't live the lifestyle celebrities do. This often had me think in our yin and yang world, our world is of action, accomplishment. They reign supreme. And I'm often thought there are two sides to a story. And sometimes there's even a third. And that's what I call the bridging of the yin, the yang, the feminine, the masculine. But the third is the spirit, the soul. And when we meditate and I go into cradle the navel, it's below the navel area. It is the cradle It's where the birth canal is, the mother goddess within us all. It is what I call the spirit and the soul. That's the inner goddess that holds your thoughts and feelings. Think of the times when you get very frightened and scared. And oftentimes you're shaking. It's water energy, yin energy, displacement, or you're standing straight and static and frightened to move, that also is a appeasement of energy that's not in flow. Now, many artists I have met did not feng shui or separate their art from their lifestyle, their living style. I've been privileged to have worked with Ken Noland, as you know, and I've been privileged to work with many artists, composers, writers, And I found often a lot of artists filled their world with bright boxes. Sometimes they move the edges a little bit. But what influenced their imaginary world that they gave us in music, in religion, in landscape, from classical to abstract? As we surround ourselves with their colors, their bright colored canvases, And many of them are pioneering new techniques that would later become explosive in the art world. I feel the arts are suddenly leaving us. 
Our schools are no longer supporting us. Our galleries are having a very difficult time. But just imagine how you feel when you enter an art gallery. I feel we're so excited and we're curious and we can't wait to enter. We fill our minds and bodies with pleasure. And when we enter these brightly lit surroundings, our eyes widen at the sight of these very vibrant paintings adorning the walls. Please don't let art disappear. The art programs support your museums, support the charities. It is so important now. As you know, I am a grandmaster of the ancient art of feng shui. But what's so important is I really speak about wellness. I incorporate wellness with my martial arts. Tai Chi always teaches you, you cannot control life, but you can prepare for it. As a celebrity stylist, I say you dress for it. My master often told me, when you go to war, you don't wear a negligee, do you? My book, Feng Shui Chic, will teach you the do's and don'ts of how to look and feel like a million. I was trained as a dancer and performed on stage in theater, which taught me the power of playing a part and dressing for the character I had played. I became a stylist for celebrities and I fully understood the life of a celebrity and how dressing for the different roles in their daily life on and off camera was so important. Costume is fashion. In fact, couture originated from French theater. In the 80s, when I met Andy Warhol, I entered the factory where he painted me. The factory was so exciting with the colors and the energy surrounding me, caressing me, and often I'm asked, did I feng shui his studio? The factory was Andy's shrine, where industry leaders met, jet setters, and celebs of the day paid homage to Andy and his shrine. I remember before being photographed, my body and face was both painted white with makeup. I was whitewashed and I was wrapped in a sarong. My face was then boldly outlined and painted with red lipstick and my eyes darkened with makeup. And as Andy entered the room, I silently thought, Andy is wearing a white wig and his face is made up with white makeup. This reminded me of Japan and Kabuki theater. A little bit of history here. The reason for the white makeup in Kabuki theater centuries ago in Edo period, it was gaslight in the theater and they whitewashed their face so you could see their faces and see their expressions. That was part of Kabuki theater. Now, I don't think anyone else whitewashes the client's face with makeup and applying the white makeup to their subjects before snapping a photo of them. Only Andy could. The factory is a theater where we all played a part, a symbol to Andy's art, where after all, the factory was a stage where Andy performed. 
Are you ready to take a trip with me? Let's go. So it's the 80s, and the 80s called me to live in Hong Kong. Hong Kong was a British rule colony, and I often traveled from New York to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to London, London with Boy George, Rod Stewart, Madonna. In New York, it was Studio 54, Club A, and the fashion. Oh my God, the fashion of the 80s were fantastic. They were female goddesses. Think of Farrah Fawcett and Charlie's Angels. Joan Collins, I can't wait to read her book now. I'm looking so forward to Patty's Shoulders. It's time of the big, the bold, the beautiful. And it was the paintings that were influenced by the plastic gems that were worn. I think of Peter Max Anesthesia. And of course, the jet setters. The South of France, the Ducaps, the Barbados, Sardinia, the restaurants of La Cirque, Grand Oui, Madison Avenue, Woods, Marigolds. Yes, it was Club A, Doubles. And with my heels clicking, it was Madison Avenue to go shopping. It was a fabulous time. And it was colorful jet setters. It was all glitter and glamour. And it was passion. And it was often followed by what? The money crowd. Now, Andy was very religious. He was a Byzantine Catholic. And back then, I think of our conversations. I think of the church was the source of his repetitive arts, mirrored in the church repetitive icons. I repeat the mantras like he repeated his icons. And the celebrity lifestyle, the arts, and Andy visiting China, we had so much in common. And I think it greatly influenced us both and ignited, Andy ignited commercialism as art, as popular products. Think of the soup. Think of the cans. And now I think of the past. And little did I realize how the arts and fashion and travel connected Andy and I. The colorful and the dramatic and the religious was Andy's pop art. And I think of Andy's Last Supper, and I think Andy's version really showed religion as forgiving and compassionate. In my conversations with Andy, my art, the icons, the symbols, and the soft sculptures were born. It's the goddess of today that wears her fashion in stilettos for both Andy and I. We celebrate the spirit of the goddess. And as I spoke to Andy, the female, the energy is the soft side of self, where abundance of the gods and goddesses live. I welcome you to celebrate the goddess within yourself. And I always say, what is inside should be worn outside. I think that really came from Andy. And I think that really inspired me so much to add a little bit of pop culture to pop art, to fashion with jewelry. Now at Stiletto Heels, I'd like you to take a moment and we're going to do a little cradle the navel. What time is it? Stiletto Heels time to cradle the navel. It's your regulator, so let's get back to it. 
Put your two fingers together in love knot pose. Inhale, exhale, let it go, let it go. I want you to sleep well tonight. So we're going to empty the cup, the confusion. We're going to get back down and we're just going to have fun. So tonight when you put your head on the pillow, ah, it's going to feel so good because your thoughts are going to be empty with clarity. Let it go. Don't carry it. So it's core mind. So let's get it together. And remember, we don't have to sit there like we did years ago in a Qantas hut, sitting there meditating for two hours. No. On an old video of mine, I spoke about taxicab meditations. Because, and I'll do a podcast on zapping. I think that's so important for you for today's lifestyle. Uh, wherever you are. And that really was the intention of my bracelets. They're stepping stones. And my podcast is like that, a stepping stone for you. And then each one will tell you different areas of your life. And the rondelles, guess what? Give you time. You have to do a timeout. That is so important for self-care. A timeout to breathe. I don't care where you are, take 10 minutes. Go outside, breathe, then go back inside, work. <laughs> and you'll have time. You'll enjoy your children. You'll enjoy your life. And that's what I'm aiming to give you the gift of living well. So let's get back to it. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. Do that 11 times to surround yourself with blessings and protection. May that guide your way for the rest of the week. Until we meet next week for Stiletto Heels, many blessings. And with that, I will close saying thank you for joining me.